What is up, everybody? Welcome to Regular Guy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, David. It's Saturday, January 9th, 2021. We are in the midst of a super wild card weekend. Um, just getting through most of the games on Saturday. Looking forward to Sunday. And uh, welcome in, James. Hey, thanks for having me. What's going on, everybody? As usual, make sure you get over to the website, regular sport, regularguysports.com. Make sure you follow us on social media. Twitter is at RGS time. Instagram, hashtag regularguysports. And Facebook.com, backslash regularguysports. So we just finished up the uh, Seattle um, Los Angeles Rams game. Stinker, um, yeah, stinker indeed. So to to us, it's looking like the uh, Washington's going to be without Alex Smith. So we're going on the assumption that Tampa Tampa Bay is going to take care of business tonight. So mm-hmm. um, we'll start off first of all with the uh, uh, kind of take a look at the game this morning. So Buffalo and Indianapolis. What were your first thoughts about that game? Well, I mean, I obviously. Uh, was rooting heavy. I had all my Indianapolis gear on. I think I even I even have Indianapolis sweatpants on. I was like head to toe Indianapolis gear. I thought that they played well. Um, I know that the announcer was kind of giving them crap, especially when they went for like two points. And Yumi talked about it. It was kind of a weird point in that game to go for it. But the one thing I will say that I like about this, I'd always rather be my football team be more aggressive than not aggressive. I thought they played aggressive. I thought the defense played outstanding. Um, the Bills, obviously, their biggest strength is their offensive weapons. I thought they held them in pretty good check. You know, Diggs got, obviously had some nice long catches. He had a really good stat line at the end of the game. But they kept Josh Allen pretty well contained. Uh, I don't think Phillip Rivers really did a lot of stuff that lost in the game. I think just the better team won the game. At the end of the day, it was very, very exciting football game. Looked like it was out of the Colts' hands there when they were, what was that, they were down by 14 or 10, whatever that was going at the beginning of the fourth quarter. And they came charging back, came down to the last couple plays. Um... I thought that they were way off on that fumble call at the end. I thought that that clearly was a fumble. Kept the Colts in the game, and we saw Rivers' noodle arm couldn't get it 30 yards. Got about to the 10-yard line. But overall, I'm pretty happy with it. I think the right team won. Um, Congratulations to our resident Bills writer, Rick. And congratulations to the city of Buffalo getting their first playoff win in 25 years. Yeah, indeed. Um, I thought, really, I thought the... It was a good game. I thought it was really two evenly, you know, played games. I thought, or team. I thought they both played really mm-hmm. well. Um, I thought, you know, I thought, I think what a lot of people are going to talk about is right before half there where they went for it on fourth down from the three. But I thought that was the right call. Yeah. I mean, he pinned Buffalo down deep. I thought um, one River should have hit that touchdown right there on fourth, whatever it was, three or whatever, mm-hmm. to Pittman. That should have been a touchdown. He just missed him. Um, and then, you know, Buffalo went right down the field. They had uh, that six-round, I can't remember his name right now, that six-round pick receiver. He had two of the best catches on the sidelines that I've seen in a long time. And I, I thought they were both incomplete. Um, they reviewed both of them. Both of them were complete for, you know, really nice, um, you know, yardage on both of them. And then um, Indy jumped off sides on, you know, the one right before. That was horrible. Yeah, it was fourth and three. Jumped off sides for no reason. Yeah. That was a huge play. It was. It cost him um, a touchdown. Yeah, and then Buffalo got the ball after half. So, I mean, I thought that was kind of the – that was the drive that really did it. I thought Indy made the right decision for going for it. I mean, they wanted to get ahead. Um, they're going to be – you know, that's something that people are going to talk about all week long, but I thought it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially pinning them deep. Um, Buffalo just made the plays when they had to make them. 
Um, Indy at the end there, their their play clock, their management was weird. That was classic Phil Rivers, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get the ball out of bounds. Throw, you know, he sailed it out of bounds twice. It was really weird. Um, but you know, I think the right team won. I, I'm glad Buffalo won. And you know, I think Indy's got a bright future though. They're they're really young. Um, obviously, besides T.Y. Hilton and Philip Rivers, uh, the rest of that team's going to be there for a long time, and they're going to be in good shape. So, I mean, for me, the question is what they're going to do in the future. If they're going to bring Phil Rivers back, they're going to draft somebody, they're going to bring in Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like what they have going on. I mean, they're a really good team. Yeah, I think that's really well said. I'm looking forward to the future with them. I know it, uh, I can safely say, obviously, I was quite aggravated at the end of the game. Like any true fan is of his team when they lose, but that was very quickly replaced with a lot of optimism for the future for all the reasons you just stated. Yeah. And so for Buffalo, um, the next round, unless Cleveland ends up pulling up the upset tomorrow, which I think, I think they'll, they'll, they'll give Pittsburgh a run for their money. Mm-hmm. Um, they shouldn't get Pittsburgh in the next round, which bodes well for them. So I, mean, I think we're kind of, we're aiming for a, you know, Buffalo, Kansas city, FC, um, championship game. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. I know that's what America's hoping for. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but I can't wait. I would love that. I mean, that just sounds like a that sounds like a real awesome game to watch. I mean, I, I don't. It better not be snowy. I'd be so angry. You know, it will be too. You know it. Yeah, forty mile an hour winds and snow. Yeah. But, um. So the next game, um, this afternoon's game was the Rams at Seattle. Um. I don't. I don't even know what to even say about it. I'll, I mean, I'll start with this one. I don't know what Russell Wilson's problem is. I mean, I don't. I've never seen a player like that look least. He doesn't look interested. Um, that was a bizarre game. I don't understand what was going on there. Mm-hmm. I thought Seattle's defense played actually really well. It was basically Russell Wilson lost in that game. That pick six was terrible. Um, he gave him some really bad sacks. Uh, I know the offensive line wasn't great for them, but basically the Rams' defense owned that game. They absolutely killed it. Um, I thought Seattle's special teams was fine. I thought they were actually really good. Uh, their defense played really well. Their offense was absolutely awful, except for DK Metcalf. Mm-hmm. I thought Russell Wilson was awful in that game. Um, he looked uninterested. He didn't seem didn't seem like he was in any kind of hurry. I don't know. It was weird. What did you think? I'm in the same boat as you. It was. It's something that uh, you know. I had DK Metcalf on my fantasy team this year, so I watched a lot of Seattle. And obviously, living in Oregon, you know, we get all the Seattle games. I don't know what it is with Wilson, but it seems like this happens every year. He get, he starts off hot, and he's always, he's always this is Russell's year to get the MVP. You know, he just puts up these phenomenal stats, and then halfway through the season, I don't know what happens to him, but he just starts tailing off, like, and it's incredible amount of difference. And I, watching him tonight, I think you named, nailed it perfectly when you said it, just looked like he wasn't interested. You know, I even, uh, on the point of, like, the defense playing well, DK playing well, I even thought Chris Carson was running the ball well. They The role players looked like they wanted to win. I mean, Jamal Adams is out there, obviously, as you would expect, making plays. And the Rams stink. I mean, uh, even even having to go back to golf with his broken thumb, they just, I, I mean, they make enough plays to win games. Obviously, they make enough plays in this, but you take away that defensive touchdown and you take away that breakdown on defense for the, the last, Rams' last touchdown of the game, they realistically only scored 15 points. It's And it, that's just kind of Rams football. I don't understand what the deal was with Russell Wilson. I don't know if it's an injury thing or if he's tired or what, but it's very confusing for me too. And I'd be very, very aggravated if I was a Seattle fan. Yeah, and I mean, if everything kind of works out or it's supposed to work out, if you go by spreads and stuff, I mean, the Rams are going to be going to Green Bay next week. I mean, that could be a 
12 or 13 point spread. Yeah, and a 40 point loss. Yeah, Cooper Cup got hurt. That did not look good. Mm. I mean, if you're talking non-contact injury and you're walking around like that, that ain't good. So he might be in trouble. Um, Aaron Donald will probably be back. Looked like he maybe broke a rib or something like that. Yeah, but he'll play. Landed on him, but um, that's. I mean, Green Bay's gonna be looking their chops. That's gonna be that's gonna be gold for them. Um, but yeah, I, I just can't believe that Seattle just completely blew it, and I, I hate it. Yeah. So you know, like we talked about earlier in the um, lead up to this podcast, you know, Washington and Tampa Bay is coming up tonight. I mean, I think both of us. Both of us are taking Tampa Bay. Yeah. Any, any thought on Washington, or are you kind of just it's done? I think Washington's only shot is well. I mean, obviously at the point we're at in the game right now, Tampa Bay's had their first drive. They already got down to Washington's eleven. Washington was able to hold them to a field goal, so that's good. I think Washington's only shot is they're they're going to need to get two touchdowns on defense or special teams. I know that yeah. they people have said their defense can hold them if they can you know if their defense can score. I don't think that that's enough. They have to score twice on defense or special teams at least. To have a chance in this game, or at least get like a pick down in the in the in their red zone. Yeah, and I think one of the thing everything we talk about this game is how it's basically um, the Redskins' defensive line versus um, Brady. But I don't think people put enough emphasis on how good Tampa Bay's defense, especially against the run, is. Mm-hmm. Um, even with Devin White, I think I don't know if he's end up playing or not, but it doesn't matter. That defense is good against the run, and that's going to really that's going to be a problem for Washington. So yeah, I like Tampa Bay tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go ahead and move on to tomorrow. I think yeah. for me, the game of the, I think the game of the weekend is going to be Baltimore at Tennessee. Um, Tennessee's a three-point underdog at home, which I was I've been surprised about all week. Um, what are your thoughts on that game? Yeah, I I was surprised by that. I I was surprised when that line came out. I was surprised still looking at it now. I don't understand why they're home dogs. I just don't really quite get it. I understand the Ravens are kind of clicking at the right time, but you and me have talked about this in all the weeks leading up to this. Their last four games were against teams. I don't think it, of any of the teams they played in the last four weeks had more than four wins. I mean, they just didn't play good teams. Um, I like the Titans a lot. I like what they can do. The one thing that they can do well is they're very offensively gifted. We know what obviously what Henry can do, and that's more towards the smash mouth, you know, ch- or small dink and dunk football style, but... Ryan Tannehill can throw the ball. A.J. Brown's a great receiver. Corey Davis is a great receiver. They're they're very big, and they're very physical. And I, I, I see them coming out, and I see them, if they can offensively be effective, I see them having, obviously, the path to victory in this game. Now, if the Ravens can slow them down and even hold them, if the Ravens can get a lead and take away the passing attack of Tennessee... Tennessee can't catch up from behind with just running with Derrick Henry. They just can't, and we—that's just—that's just common football knowledge. Knowing that when you're behind, you have to—you have to pass to get back in the game. I'd be interested to see. I don't know if I believe in the Ravens. They looked horrible all season. Then they had a hot streak at the end of the season, but like I said, that hot streak was against sub sub 500 teams. So I—I I, got to go with the Ray. I got to go with the Titans in this one. Yeah, I agree. I like the Titans too. I think for me, there's a couple of factors that really um, are noticeable. One, you made a good point about, you know, the Baltimore's been really good. They've been one of the best teams in the league over the last month, but they've beat up on some really crappy teams. Um, I think their only kind of impressive win, kind of, was the Cleveland game, but their defense looked terrible. Um, You know, they couldn't stop, you know, Cleveland at all, especially their running game, and I think Tennessee will take advantage of that as well. the, the one thing with the Titans is their secondary is, you know, obviously you can take advantage of that, but it's been against quarterbacks that can get the ball down the field. Yeah. And Lamar's not that guy. I mean, he's not a sit-back-in-the-pocket kind of guy. So I think Tennessee, for 
all the weakness they have, I don't think I don't think Lamar can take advantage of that. Um, the second thing that I don't like is um, Baltimore's, especially their middle linebackers are small. Um, Patrick Queen is a really good middle linebacker, but he's tiny. And I think against this offensive line and Derrick Henry, he's going to struggle. And we've seen that this year um, when power running teams play against Baltimore, they really struggle. And I think that's going to be the same thing here. I, I like Tennessee big tomorrow. Um, I think they're they're just a better team. Yeah. And so, yeah. I agree with you. All right, so the afternoon game is the Chicago Bears at New Orleans Saints. Uh, the Bears or the Saints are a ten-point favorite. Over/unders forty-seven and a half. Um, I'll go ahead and start with this mm-hmm. one. I think for me, just watching the Saints, I, I like the I like the Bears here to cover this. I don't think the Bears are going to win. I don't think they're the better team. I don't trust Trubisky, but we've seen the Saints over the last couple of years. They, you know, obviously Drew Brees is not the same quarterback. The offense is not explosive. Uh, Michael Thomas is coming back from injury. He's been gone for a month. Uh, Kamara had COVID. Um, he hasn't been with the team, so I don't know how good a shape he's in. They just don't have any explosive players. So I, I think this is going to be a low-scoring defensive battle. Um, and I think if Trubisky doesn't just completely just go, you know, just blow it, I think this game's going to be close. I mean, I think to me it looks like it's – to me this looks like the Minnesota game from last year um, when Minnesota just kind of played – they kind of jumped out to like I think what was it a 10, 7 or ten point lead. They just played really good hard nosed defense, and Chicago has those kind of players that can do that. So I think they're going to cover this game. Um, I think it's going to be close. I don't think New Orleans is that kind of team that's going to blow anybody out. They just they haven't proved they can do that. I mean, every once in a while they do, but again, I think against the Chicago defense, it's going to be it's going to be hard sledding for them. So I I I, I agree with you to a but to a much more higher extent towards the Bears. Um, I can't stand the Saints. I, I think you're on the same page as me. I just can't. I've just never been able to stand the Saints. I can't. I think Drew Brees is too old. I don't think he can get it done anymore. You made a great point with Kamara being out with COVID. He's not conditioning with the team. He's not practicing with the team. He's not taking reps with the first team. The Michael Thomas stuff, Sean Payton's just history and playoff games. While Mitch Trubisky is Mitch Trubisky, I've like kind of like what the Bears have done in the last, what, five or six games of the season. And how they looked at the beginning of the season. I'm not only saying that they're going to cover. I think the Bears are going to win this game. I just do. And I think I hadn't even thought about that until you mentioned it. The um, Relating it to the Saints at New Orleans. Or the Saints at Minnesota game last year. But I think that's exactly right. I think the difference there though is, is that the Bears front line. Front defensive line. I think they're going to cause big problems for Drew Bees. I don't think Kamara's going to be able to run the ball. Um, Kamara's kind of got a start, sort of starting to remind me when I watch him play of how Chris Johnson was after his 2000 rushing yard season, where he just couldn't. He was so, so unless he literally had a wide open hole, he wasn't making anything happen with the ball. He was going to get tackled right away. Um, yeah, I think that I just like the Bears in this one. Just something about it seems. I don't believe in New Orleans this year. I think that they are a very false 12 and four. I think they won a lot of games that they shouldn't have won. I think the Bears, I don't necessarily think the Bears, talent-wise, are the better team. And I for sure don't think that they're the better coach. Uh, I don't think that Nagy is a better coach than Sean Payton at all. I, I don't even think it's close. But I think if, like like you were saying, if, I think if Trubisky can play anything other than absolutely horrible, I think that they're going to win this one. I think Montgomery's really come out of the gates. I think he's looked really good. And the defense, I think if they can really show up and play the way that they're supposed to play and the way that they were brought together to play. I think I like the Bears. Yeah. I mean, if I were the Bears, what I would do is just dare them to beat 
I would dare the Saints to win with Camara. Well, I would stop Camara and I would stop Taysom Hill. And then yeah, dare what else are you going to do? Anybody else? Um, I don't think Michael Thomas will be right. I mean, I just, I just think they have a lot of problems. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not going to call for an outright victory. I think the Saints' defense is really good. I just don't. I, I don't do not trust Trubisky at all. Yeah, or Nagy, <laughs> especially again. You know, last week. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people, especially people that I like to read and listen to, that like Chicago to go into Green Bay and win that game, or you know, at least cover that. They were terrible. Yeah, they were bad. They may kick their butts. So that's the only thing I'm worried about is that, you know, for all you know, all the hate we're kind of giving the Saints right now, they're still an elite team in the NFC. And, you know, if Trubisky plays bad or if they start doing turnovers, uh, it could get ugly. So. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. I like Chicago to win that game. All right, so last game of the night is um, Browns and Steelers. Browns have kind of been stuck at that six-point underdog Mm-hmm. Spot, um, you want to take this one first? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not going to really be given too much information out here because I I can't get a grasp on this game. I can't. Um, I think when it initially when the matchup initially was set, I was on the I was on the Steelers. Then I flipped back to the Browns. Um, within the last couple of days, I've really just been talking myself up on the Browns. Um, you know, I a lot of it goes back to that game they went into Tennessee when they played Tennessee. They looked good. I thought Mayfield looked good. And I think something that I look for a lot when I'm watching football games is I like to watch what the guys are saying to each other in their body language, you know, after the play ends. Uh, are they jawing at the other team? And are they doing it just to get in their heads? Are they doing it in the right time? You know, I like that kind of stuff. Like a team like Tennessee, after every time they tackle someone, they're letting them know that they tackled them for a loss. They're, you know, they're making it very clear. They're not out there, like, egregiously celebrating. They're getting right in that guy's face and saying... I kicked your butt, basically. I like that about the Browns. But the Steelers are... Uh, if Big Ben can be how Big Ben was when they started the season 10-0, and I think they're just too gifted to, and, you know, too difficult to beat, especially in Pittsburgh. I think that rivalry runs so deep, too. And it's always been so dominated by Pittsburgh. I think that the fact that the Pittsburgh players know that they know how embarrassing it would be for them to lose to not not just to lose after having a twelve and four season in the first round, but to lose to the Browns would be just horrendous. I mean, it would just be horrendous. So in that fashion, I guess I would say I'm going with the Steelers. I think all in all, this game's gonna be pretty close. If it's gonna not be close, it's the Steelers winning by a large margin. But I, I, I you could talk me into the Browns though. That's uh, that's where I'm at on it. <laughs> yeah, I like the Steelers to win this game as well. I think. They're just the better team right now, but um, I I still think Cleveland can cover the spread. Um, I'm going to bet on this game. I'm going to take the the Browns um, to cover the six yeah. points. I think that's too many. To me, it should be four points, maybe three and a half. These are pretty two pretty even teams. I mean, I think the biggest, obviously, the biggest deals are um, the head coach for Cleveland. He's not going to be there because of COVID. That's crazy. Pro, yeah, their all pro guard's not going to be there. But for Pittsburgh, you don't have well one. Their offensive line's terrible. Um, that's a big deal. Their offensive mm-hmm. line has been awful all year. Um, the second thing is you have, um, obviously, Devin Bush has been out for a while now, their middle linebacker, and Bud Dupree's also gone for the year. Um, that's really been the big deal with their, their defensive front, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't stop the run. I think Chubb's going to go crazy. I think they're going to run the heck out of the ball. I think it's going to be a shortened game. I think they're going to take care of business. I don't – the problem with – my biggest problem with Pittsburgh really is is Big Ben. Um He's been gross for the last two months. I mean, he's been no man two months, but month and a half maybe. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, he's been getting hit. He doesn't like it. I think Cleveland's the kind of team that can really punish him with Miles Garrett. Um, 
you know, Deontay Johnson's had a lot of drops. Mm. I know Juju's been all right. Chase Claypool's obviously been pretty good too. Great rookie player, but um, you know, if you can get hits on Big Ben, he does not like it. They can't run the ball either, so it's just tee off time. Yeah, and that's the biggest problem with, for me. Is I think I think they can take advantage of that offensive line, and I think they can keep it close. But again, I think I think I still think Pittsburgh's a better player, or a better team with better players. And I think for the next round as well. I mean, that's that's one thing I cannot wait for. I I want Pittsburgh to win because. I like Pittsburgh going to Buffalo. I think that's a great game in the second round. Yeah. I like the winner of the Tennessee-Baltimore um, game going to uh, Kansas City. I don't want to see Cleveland going to Kansas City. No, I want to see Tennessee or Baltimore. Yeah, I don't think they have a chance. I think Baltimore or Tennessee would have a chance in Kansas City, and I think Pittsburgh would have a chance in Buffalo. Yep. Um, so I, I don't want Cleveland to win. I mean, that's kind of the bottom line. But I think it's a very I, fair point. I think they can definitely cover. Yeah. It's going to be good no matter what. I mean, that's one thing I can say about about this year, I mean, obviously, we talked about this in the last pod we did, just how great football has been this year. I think it's really awesome that we got six wild card games. I'm loving it. I know I'm having a great day. I hope everybody else out there is, too. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll see you guys um, next week, probably Thursday or Friday. We'll do a preview for next week. Another uh, action-packed weekend. Can't wait. So we'll see you guys next week for a podcast. I'll get my uh, picks article out again next week. I've started at 0-2, which pisses me off. But right. <laughs> and uh, we'll get ready to go next week. So, Surbi, have a good week. Hope everybody's winning some money. And take care. Hey, thanks, everybody.